First things first, rest in peace, sucker feel. For real, you the only father that I ever knew. I get my bitch pregnant, I'ma be a better you. Prophecies that I made way back in the field. All right, people, we are back. Happy Tuesday, everybody. You know what that means. Another edition of the Slapshot Regatta podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. Uh, not only is he a original, I consider an original, uh, he's also the, the current commissioner as well as two-time champ. Is that correct? That is correct. Two-time cha- a member of the exclusive two-time champs club. That is Cole Costanzo. Holla, holla, what, what? Cole, what's up, man? Chase, thanks for having me on the pod, my friend. Of course, of course. Yeah, Commissioner, I, I thought you'd be picked earlier because of the uh, respect of being the Commissioner, but I think people were a little intimidated. So, all right, so we'll <laughs> we'll get right into it. Um, We'll start. I'm very excited this week. We'll start like we always do with the birds. Mm-hmm. Take me through Take me through Sunday, 1 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's that was much needed, clearly. I mean, with all the stuff going on outside, it, it really – was special that they were able to kind of just come in and impose their will like that. And, I mean, the Bills, you know, it's mean to be seen how good they are, but, I mean, they're four, they're 5-1. and one. We went on the road. We beat them up pretty bad in a really, really dicey week with everything going on. And, I mean, all facets of the game, we really looked we looked well, I think. So, I mean, hopefully with this stretch coming up, we can just channel that and kind of just go with that. But, We'll see. Yeah, right. I, I knew – I mean, usually when you're going to a, t- a tough – a notorious tough place to play against a 5-1 team, like, yeah, you know, fear God. But I, I kind of had a good Definitely. feeling. I kind of had a good feeling going in. I didn't think Me their, too. their offense was going to do much against us, and they really didn't. Uh, a couple yeah. big turnovers and uh, big plays, and they kind of ran away with it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, nothing nothing on the trade deadline for the Birds today except for that like guy from the Browns, but – I don't know. I think I think we'll beat up on the Browns or the Bears at home next week, and then we have a nice bye, and then uh, two tough games against Patriots and Seahawks, and and Cowboys have a little bit of a tough stretch coming up too. So we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah, I, I'm really like shocked that our only move was that Dn from the Browns. I mean, I, I thought for sure he was going to do just even something like something on the cheap, maybe yeah, sure like I, a little receiver, like something. Like I, I heard like rumblings. I mean. Obviously, there's always like talk about these guys. It's like, oh, the team's interested in this guy, this guy. Like, I heard like uh, during the week, like Devontae Parker, they were yep. interested in. Yep. Like, I expected something like that, like a little cheap like receiver you get like for a late round flyer pick or something now, like that. Now, like, just now I nothing. think I read an article. I think a big issue. I think the Patriots kind of tanked the whole market when they gave a second for Sanu. Yeah, that, because uh, teams are going to be like the, Sanu's at least 30, 31. I know. Teams are going to be like, all right, well, if Sanu gets a second, you, yep. Devontae Parker's a first. And it's yeah. just kind. Of, I think I think that kind of ruined everything for everybody. So I don't know, but yeah, I yeah, thought they were gonna do something. I mean, I think I'm hoping we get to Sean back. We just yeah, he's supposed to. He's practicing this week, right? I heard. Yeah, he was back at practice, but you never know. Yeah. With him. I yeah. I just they need something. Teams are just keying on Earths, and then these wide receivers we have cannot get open, and it's just been frustrating. When we play like better teams, like going against like the Patriots or Seahawks, we're gonna need some playmakers. So. Hopefully Miles Sanders, other people can step up, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I did like Deshaun. That that'll be huge. I mean, like all, all these like all these games you watch, it's just like our offense is so just condensed, right? That it's that there's nothing downfield, man. I mean, they they need them back, so yeah, if they can get right. Yeah, so we'll see. You got uh, Bears coming up at home, so uh, I will get your prediction on that one at the end. 
So, Alrighty. obviously, going into the regular season, uh, Cole, I believe mm-hmm. you were in third place, second place going into this week? Yeah. Going up against Booze, it, it was, was kind of a it battle. Was like for... me, yeah, it was me, Alex, I think, and uh, Pat Clark. We were all tied at the top, but they all had more points than me, so yeah, I was in so, third. So, uh, take me through your matchup. Obviously, not ideal, um, but yeah, okay, I mean, me this, this was pretty much a classic case of just my team didn't come to play at all and Alex's did I mean right from the start it was kind of I knew I was in trouble because I mean he had a lot of guys going at like one and I I just wanted to keep it close at least because I had Rodgers and Hill and Tyree Kill right yeah and I mean it's just right from the start it was like my guys weren't doing anything I was just getting held in check like I mean he was without David Johnson I was without Zeke he lost Cooks. I lost Edmonds. I didn't really know what to expect with Edmonds, but and then I, I kind of in the beginning of the week I was just this was like in terms of something I could do could have done better. I just looked at like the flex. I, I kind of just swung for the fences with that Corey Davis matchup, hoping for like a deep touchdown or something. Yeah, just like based on the matchup and like Tannehill just kind of looking better with the Titans, right? And thinking Corey Davis is actually a good player, like, but he was just dealing with that Mariota nonsense for so long, but and that was that was just a swing and a miss. I mean, he had like two catches for like three yards or something. That's two so, uh, two weeks in a row your RB2 goes down with an injury and can't catch him more than, more than three points. But I do, uh, yeah, obviously tough loss. Booze goes into second. You dropped a fourth, still in the playoff picture at five and three. Yeah. I do want to make note of one thing. Um, you now have Pat Big F passed you on points four. You now have the least <laughs> I know, points I saw four. Because – Big F had a huge week. Man. Big F went yeah, off. We'll he, get there. He's like fifty points ahead. We'll get there. Big F went off. I mean, he's only he's only uh, like oh no, that's Andy twenty points behind me. So yeah, um, so there we'll go there next. We'll uh, skip mine for now. Go to that game because that was probably the game of the yeah. that was definitely the game of the week actually. Uh, Paulie, yeah. he pulled away at the end, but they were going back and forth all day. When you're one in six, you know, putting up one forty nine and losing, that's just kind of when you. It's Hate to say it, Big F. It's when you throw in the towel. I mean, he made he made all the right calls this week. Started pick up Stafford to start him on his uh, yeah. QB's bye week. Uh, he benched Watkins, Gallman, and Dorsett for Coleman. Went off for thirty seven. Just just couldn't couldn't beat that uh, combo of Latavius Murray and uh, James Conner. RB just this goes whole team. Like it didn't even me and him were talking about all week about who we were going to pe- play on our bye week for quarterbacks. It didn't even. It yeah. didn't even matter. His quarterback put up nine points. He still dominated. So that I believe his fourth win in a row for Psycho Pauly. No, no, no. Third, yeah. third, 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 third. He didn't start. Yeah, I think he was one in four. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't four, start. So he's a five third win in a row. So I mean, you you always know he was he was coming back. But uh, yeah, very yeah. big win for him. Uh, he looks strong moving forward. Playoff picture. Big F. I don't know if he's officially mathematically eliminated, but. I'd start. It's, uh, it's close. I'd start preparing. So he's preparing for the yeah, uh, losers so, tournament. So it's what the hell was that? Sorry, that was my laptop. Are you? No, prof- we'll cut that. That's fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ, professionalism. Um, yeah, I mean, so Psycho Poli's in six. He's four and four. So yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of close. He's what three games back? It's not. It's not. It's not over, but it's gonna. Well it's probably gonna come down to points four, and he just doesn't have them. Yeah. So we'll move on. Uh, next matchup, my matchup coming against Ron. 
Uh, he just kind of, I mean, we actually both got off to pretty slow starts. Um, if I remember correctly, we both had people going on Thursday, right? I had Minnesota D on Thursday and Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins. Kirk Cousins kind of shit the bed. And he had McLaren who only got seven. So it was really a toss-up. I think it was like projected 50 to 50%. Um, and his guys, after the first half of the Monday games, I'm I, uh, like Fournette already had 15. Cup already had 30. Um, I was in a decent spot. But then in the second half of uh, the 1 o'clock games, Breeze, Thomas, Julio, and Carson yeah. all kind of made that push. And then I knew it was like, going to be tough. And then with... Uh, Odell again only having ten points. I, I knew it was over. I, I just wanted to keep it within like twenty to make to make uh, Jimmy Graham on Sunday Night Football interesting. And it it just I never really got there. His team his team's just better than me on paper, and they just outperformed me this week. That that uh, it's just tough when it's like that Breeze and Michael Thomas chunk of fifty eight points. Yeah, it's just that's just so tough. And it was like a late third, that. late third, early fourth quarter touchdown they had together, and it, that's I got that alert, and I was just kind of like, well. All right, well, that's a wrap. Yeah. But, I mean, Chug, I mean, Chugs, he's got a good team. He was in first. He, he stays in first. Uh, he's putting up big numbers. Uh, for me, I don't know. I just got to I just gotta see what happens. I mean, I'm still in it because this league is, like, so bunched up in the middle. So, so uh, three yeah. and five is still, like, within, like, next week I could be in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I wouldn't be worried about your team, like, at all. I, it's just, like, these these games that – you know, ones like this where it's just kind of like Pat just puts up a lot of points and it's, just, it's a tough yeah, it loss. Happens. It happens. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. The playoff picture is going to be wild this year. But moving on to right uh, Amor, uh, I think this is his fourth loss in a row. Uh, he drops to 3-5 and five as well. I mean, had a good week. 121 is a good week, uh, but just ran into the buzzsaw that everyone keeps running into. That's, that's CMC with a 189. Yeah, I mean, his running backs are just like Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Aaron Jones put up twenty plus a week, and then one of them always goes off. I know it's just that, crazy. That, that that three guys is just that those it's unreal. Backs. I mean, out of this week, he got twenty seven from Cook, twenty six from McCaffrey, and forty from Aaron Jones. And Aaron like, Jones like you stepped could out of bounds team. on another touchdown. He could have beat my team with that. He could have beat my team this week almost. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, it would have been a good matchup with me. It's just, he just, he just, he has him, and uh, he's just rolling right now. I mean, he had. I know he has the three losses, but they're kind of fluky. Like he always put up good numbers, like all but one of them. Amar, right. Amar came out of the gate swinging. I think he started two and zero. Oh and I mean, obviously yeah. he has the Mahomes injury that hurts. Yeah, that, uh, that, that does hurt. But I mean, he's still, he's still doing. Right. I think his running backs is where he's got to. He's got to get some production somehow from like, yeah. the combination of Ingram, Howard, White, and Burita. It's kind of tough knowing who to start. That's that's kind of I know. the, the predicament. But, I mean, yep. his receivers are good. He's getting Mahomes back. So, I mean, if I had to say in or out playoffs, I would say A. Martin. He's a, he, he always finds his way to the playoffs. Yeah. All right, moving on to the last matchup. Ugh, another guy who's kind of sliding. Andy, I think maybe third or fourth consecutive loss. You can just tell he's been distraught about his team. He hates his team so much. Um, I believe this was the biggest blowout of the week. I'm not positive on that. But Nikki, Nikki O, another big one. Um, honestly, didn't have, obviously, New England D, which is ridiculous. Another 20-plus point performance. Unreal. Do I have them? I don't have their fantasy. I don't know. Just, I mean, they're, 
They're um, I, like I want. I want to know. I'll have to like look this up. What they'd be like fantasy wise as a running back or wide receiver, where they'd rank because they get at least fifteen points a week. Another defensive s- touchdown. Yeah, I, I saw their like. I don't have it handy right now, but I saw something on Instagram. It was like they have more touchdowns than like a list of like fantasy yeah, studs, and like there was Odell, like so Kamara, many. Odell. Yeah. Like, that's Hopkins. just unbelievable, man. I, the, the ones that I saw, it was going into last game, so it's even it's it's even worse now, I think. No, because, yeah, because the Browns only put up, what, 13 points? Uh, Yeah, 27-13. So, it, going into the game, they were outscoring opponents when the offense wasn't on the field 28-18. to 18. Yeah. It, it, that's ridiculous. I know, it really is. It's just like all I know. I know their schedule's been cake, and they're going to face some tougher teams. But I mean, for Nikki, just having a defense you can just set it and forget it is huge. I know. And then Mike and, Evans like, had another one of those days where he has oh, every yeah. once in a while. Yeah, Mike Mike Evans. That was an insane game. I mean, eleven catches like that's unreal. Just the Pats though, like pulling up. I'm look pulling up like their fantasy card and just looking at their stats of just points from week to week. You would think you're looking at, like, the top three pick in the draft, like a running back. 10, 37, 14, 25, 14, <laughs> 27, 25, 21. Like, Two, that is three. unreal. 37 six, points. That one's Six just, touchdowns. 19 interceptions. Defense points ever? 37 points? Is that Have we ever had something like that? Uh, but I remember the Chiefs a few years ago had, like, a crazy amount. I lost to Amar last year when Big Ben threw, like, six interceptions to the Jaguars. I think they put up, like, <laughs> I, remember that I think game. they put up, like, 40, and I lost by, like, three. That was bizarre. Oh, my God. But yeah, um, yeah, Nikki's Nikki's team's looking good. I think I play him coming up. We'll we'll get him yeah, next week later. He's but. got a solid team. And, and then for uh, Andy, uh, I mean, his team still looks good on paper. Wentz, Allen, Hill, and Eckler, Gurley, Ertz. Like his team looks good on paper. Um, uh, uh, let's see how that Emmanuel Sanders pickup works out. I mean, he scored first game with him, so hopefully yeah. he can keep that going. And then uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll fall getting healthy. So so we'll see. Andy, hang in there. Three and five, like I was just saying. Andy always says six wins get you in the playoffs, so <laughs> don't give up hope yet. Amen. All right, so that was the week. Uh, just looking at the standings real quick because I'm no longer doing that stupid newsletter because it took way too much time. Uh, right now, playoff picture, we got Chugs and Caitlin, 6-2, and two, uh, number 1 and 2. Pretty close points for Chugs, about a 40-point advantage. Then we got Run CMC and Wensylvania. At five and three, three and four, the points for there is uh, about a difference of five hundred. <laughs> uh, then we got Sons and Paulie in the final spot with the people being out: Amar, me, Andy, and Big F. So we'll see uh, how the matchups next week shake things up. Uh, before we move on to your bold take, uh, I believe you did make a trade today. What was that? Want to just uh, recap that for us? I did. Um, so basically, I-, I had two tight ends. Um, I, I was really comfortable starting either one, so I was I was kind of just shopping. I was shopping it. So I was talking to Ewan for a little bit about it because I knew he needed a tight end, and I mean, I, I was I was getting weak at receiver, so I really just needed some kind of some kind of burst into my receivers. And he's he's been just Christian Kirk has just been like a target machine, and they throw the ball so damn much. Yeah, so that, I'm yeah, just, I'm just hoping to strike gold on that one. Yeah, not bad at all. Plug and play. They uh they go down a lot too, so they're always passing, and he's been good. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a good trade for both of you. Yone had the the ammo to kind of sell a depth piece because he's been streaming tight ends and kind of 
getting a lot of goose eggs. So now he can get someone where he doesn't have to worry about streaming. He can just plug him in, play him whenever. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean. So who's your starting that, tight end now? Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so I was really like with. I, I mean, I was. I, I could. I was thought about you know, like flexing maybe like one of them one week, one this and that, but I, I really just. And, uh, yeah, I, never thought, I, I thought I was going to be sitting on the bench, and I, I just didn't didn't feel like I needed them anymore. One of them, so I just I needed to get some receiver depths. Yeah, honestly, I think it was a good trade for both. So, uh, all right, moving on. I'll uh, start bold predictions. Uh, I know we're into like week eight here, um, so we'll start. Uh, we'll take. I know it's like harder to make a prediction, but it's kind of rest of season prediction. So we'll take a quick look back. Uh, Big F, that his fantasy team would have more wins than the Bengals and Dolphins combined. So far, it is... He's up. Yeah, he's up by one. Amar, 49ers missed the playoffs. Yikes. Ron is Bills over Patriots in playoffs. That one's not looking great, but hey, still got time. Seska's Giants over the Cowboys. Uh, Booze's Cardinals win six games. Andy, Patriots don't make AFC Championship. Yone, Mahomes takes a step back. Injured. Chiefs don't win division. We'll see about that one. And uh, me, Colts, AFC South champs, and Rams miss playoffs. Both of mine, I'd still, I'm still, am pretty confident in both of mine, actually. Uh, now to you, yeah. one bold prediction for the rest of this NFL season. Let's hear it. Um, man, I mean, based on just the landscape of the rest of the season and how these teams are looking, I mean, if I had to just go like a bold, based on just hoping maybe they'll they'll keep rolling, I'm gonna say. The Jaguars sneak in the playoffs over either well one of them will in the division, but I I'm gonna say they sneak in the Jaguars so with either like Foles or Minshew. Yeah. Okay. Jags playoff. Now you you t- are they winning a playoff game on the road? Uh. Give it to me. No. Oh, it's bold prediction, not lukewarm prediction. I'm writing down. <laughs> Jaguars win road playoff game. There. All right, fine. I made it for you. All right, it's, it's locked in. All right, uh, real quick, I'm going to give you a little bit of fantasy trivia. See how well okay. you know how, how much you're paying attention. Yeah. It's easy. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. Who has the most fantasy points? What single player has the most fantasy points so far this season? I'm going to say McCaffrey. Wrong. Wrong. Wow. So wrong. I think he's actually pretty high up. Let me just look real quick. Players. I think he was like actually like third. So not a bad guess. Um, Caffrey is third. Hmm. He is third. Uh, the only there's only in the top five. He's the only non QB. You got to think QBs put up a lot of points. So I'll give you one more guess. It's a QB. It is a QB. Yeah, it's quarterback. Um, I'm going to say Lamar Jackson? No, nah, he's close. He, he's fifth. Uh, it's Deshaun Watson. Oh, the Deshaun Watson. He's got yeah, 16 he's been, he's passing touchdowns, which I believe oh is God. second. It's tied for second in the NFL. But I didn't, I didn't realize he's got five rushing touchdowns. Wow. Which the only running backs who have more rushing touchdowns than him are Michelle, Gurley, Chubb, Elliott, Ingram, McCaffrey, Jones, Cook. He has more wow, rushing dude, touchdowns he's... than Henry, Howard, Tevin Coleman, 
Josh Jacobs, Phil, what is he? It's crazy. James Conner. It's wild. But yeah, he's, he's, he's been putting up monster. Oh, he's man. He's an, he's awesome. They're they're like kind of underperforming a little bit, but he's keeping them in games. He's he's awesome to watch. All right, so we'll yeah, we'll get into definitely. we'll get into some segments here. Uh, first, uh, we're gonna have a quick ad. Uh, obviously, you guys know the podcast is sponsored, so uh, we'll we'll catch you on the flip side. Hello, Charlie Kelly here, local business owner and cat enthusiast. Is your cat making too much noise all the time? Is your cat constantly stomping around, driving you crazy? <laughs> Is your cat clawing at your furnitures? Think there's no answer? You're so stupid! There is! Kitten mittens! Finally, there's an elegant, comfortable mitten for cats! I couldn't hear anything! Is your cat one-legged? Is your cat fat, skinny, or an in-between? That doesn't matter, because one size fits all. Kitten mittens, you'll be smitten. So come on down to Patty's Pub. We're the home of the original kitten mittens. And we are back. All right, so fantasy recap done. We're going to get into some segments here. Uh, obviously, this is a fantasy football podcast. We like to keep it, you know, guy stuff, football. Um, but we're going to switch it up a little bit this week. We're normally talking NFL. Uh, we're going to go with college. College is definitely getting into the swing of things now. You're starting to see some bowl projections and, and the top 10 BCS rankings and all that jazz. So, Cole, I want you to give me your Mount Rushmore of all – your favorite college football players of all time to watch. Uh, you know, just whether it be because they were really good, they played for a team you rooted for, or they were just, like, iconic. So you can start it off with your number four. Okay. Um, yeah. Shout out to Amari Stoudemire. My number four, I went with Ed Reed. Those those years with the Canes when they were just unreal and had stacked teams year in and year out and just destroy everybody. Ed Reed, man, he would just have he would have all kinds of touchdowns in those games. He is he broke tons of records from Miami. I I, I always just loved watching him on that team just dominate when that team was just killing everybody yeah, when he, he he pretty much brought back the you oh that yep. swagger yeah it's a great pick I mean, absolutely great pick all right now my number four i'm gonna keep it on the defensive side obviously i'm a homer um i'm one of the only people who still pays attention to temple football it's hard but uh tyler matikevich uh my junior year uh i think yeah my junior year uh he was a senior maybe it was my senior year i'm kind of getting it mixed up but that one year he uh he ended up winning actually the Magneric Award for best linebacker in the country. Right. Uh, we hosted game day. Uh, they beat Penn yeah. State at home. It was just such a great year, and he was he was the captain of that team. He was the leader, um, and he was just he was unbelievable. Ended up getting drafted. Still plays for the Steelers. Uh, but yeah, when I think back to those awesome Temple teams, he's like obviously the forefront of them. So I had to give I had to put him on my list. I had to have one Temple guy on there. I was between a couple. I'm gonna go with Tyler. Back to you, yeah, number three. I- I uh I got number three. Uh, I got Vince Young. Oh, um, oh. The, an, another guy that kind of took down. It's funny because he, he was considered like an underdog in that national championship. Yeah, because, because of USC that, USC was yeah. another one. And it's another team that was just dominating everybody, like like Bama does today, and was just running through everybody. And people did not expect them to even be competitive in that game, and he just willed that team. 
to win that game. I, I used to love watching him at Texas, and then he pretty much ruined everything that I thought about him after he gave us the uh, dream team curse. Yeah, but we're, but we're focused on college, college here, so it's it's a good but pick. College. It's a good we'll pick because he, he was actually going to be on my list, so I'll make it a little audible, but that Vince Young, Texas team, I love them. And he had it's like I feel like to be on this list you have to have that signature that signature moment. And he, he had it in that walk off touchdown on fourth. That round. run there he ran into the corner of the engine. Yeah, he was so that. good. And that's great. And is he's he's iconic because of beating that team. Someone had to beat that team and he did it. I know. So you had a great pick. Uh, my number three is also a quarterback. Um, and there is a reason behind it. So I'm going with Marcus Mariota. And a big reason behind that was because I would say like maybe like week five or six of that one season with Chip Kelly when he was a junior senior at Oregon, the buzz was already starting where it was like Chip Kelly wants his guy. Like they're going to trade up and get Mariota, like all this stuff about Mariota. Um, Even though like the Eagles were pretty good, uh, they had foals and, but like it kind of didn't fit his style. So me and my dad and my brother, any chance we could, we check, we check, we'd watch Oregon games Saturday night, 10 o'clock. So I was watching Oregon all time. And I was watching this guy Mariota as if he was already an Eagle. And him yeah. in college, I know his pro career hasn't totally panned out, but him in college at Oregon, he was filthy. He was absolutely filthy. Like he would, he would, like I, in the NFL, I just felt like the linebackers are like too athletic for his play style. He would just outrun anybody on defense and he'd throw missiles all over the field. And like that Pac 12 style where it's all spread offenses, all like run pass options, he was just awesome to watch. And, and Oregon ha- always has those swaggy uniforms. So he was just he was just a, a college legend. I think he, he was won, he won the Heisman, right? That's I was I was just gonna say he was such a, like a dual threat, and I, I don't think he I, did he win it because I thought maybe he didn't. I don't know who was it, Jameis. Jameis. No, I think it was. We had Kyler was last year. Baker was the year before that. Looking it up, see if you can get it before I get there. How the oh, list of Heisman Trophy winners? It was Jameis. Oh no, they they both won. They both won. Oh yeah, back to back years. 2013-2014. Yeah, so that that junior year, that was the the Mariota year. I don't really remember Jameis winning it. I guess it's, it's freshman five, when he, when he six, won the, five six years ago. At this when point, he won the but. title. Yeah, so uh, Marcus Mariota, beast. Back to you, number two. Yeah, I uh, got another quarterback who was right before these two guys, the Jameis and the Mariotas, uh, Johnny Manziel, number oh, three, I, I can't. for number two. Um, can't I mean, talk college football this, without Johnny football. That that year where he was just kind of coming out and like gave himself, earned himself the nickname of just Johnny football, at that season, he was just so polarizing to watch and – Another one of those guys is just dual threat. He would just run all over the field, have all these passing touchdowns, and really just had like he had great weapons. I mean, he had Mike Evans. He would just toss up touchdowns to him left and right. And that game when he beat Bama in Tuscaloosa, like that was before like the Clemsons were kind of coming in, like knocking off Bama. Like Bama just would win every every single game. They would just destroy everybody. And for a freshman to come in and just win that game on the road like that. When they were still just such a power, like a powerhouse as much as they are today, it's just that was that was one of the coolest games because I remember watching that game live, 
and he he just had that that one play that iconic play where it was he was I guess scrolling uh, rolling in the backfield got like hit and the ball like tipped it popped in the air, up and right caught it and just like threw a touchdown right after yeah it. the ball that popped up in the air was, yeah like that game and that was like the, the, the Vince the Young thing I was talking about like someone had to beat that team yep someone had to beat them he stepped up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's another great pick. Um, obviously, just iconic. All right, my number two, um, kind of in the we, our lists are kind of similar here. We're like my my quarterback dual threat here was another just college football icon. It's Tim Tebow. I like yeah. I wanted to hate Tim Tebow so bad because like I never like I never like really loved Florida and they were winning like all the time. I didn't like Urban Meyer. He, but he was impossible not to like. Like, I, I tried to say he was, like, corny and tried to say, like, all, all this stuff. He, he was just – he would run over your biggest player on defense. And then he would do, like, these cool, like, jump passes on the goal line. And he was always so hype. And it was just, like uh, – again, yeah. use that word polarizing for Manziel. I know, like, Manziel and Tim Tebow are, like, total opposites. But they both had that, like, crazy effect where if they were playing on Saturday, like – even if you don't like college football, you were watching. It was appointment television, for sure. So uh, yeah, Tim, Tebow, Tebow was he was he was so fun to watch, man. Like you said, like there's little like jump pads and all that shit. Oh, it's just so cool. those, he always looked so awkward great. out there, but he just won games. I know, won games. I know. He's a great leader, great winner, man. Another Heisman, he was, another Heisman winner. Yep. All right, you're number one. Bring us home. So my number one, not a quarterback this time. Oh, um, arguably, like I, I mean, he's the best college football player i watched in my lifetime and i mean i love i know people will always like to say that he was up there for one of the best college football players reggie bush oh, um yeah yeah i mean that the one year that he won the heisman his his stats just like jumped off the page i mean he scored like multiple touchdowns in every game which just destroying everybody like those games when he would just he would have receiving touchdowns running touchdowns just run all over everybody because I mean, USC was dominating every single game, and I mean, much of that was because of him. He had, he I guess, Liner was his QB, right? Or was that Palmer? No, he had Liner. It was Liner because yeah. they had the Bush push Liner against Notre Dame. Right, 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 with that Notre Dame game. Yeah, I mean, he like his his stats just that, that he's a guy that like you'll you'll just you'll never forget him. I'll still that's, I'll that's still once in a while I'll go back and watch his like ultimate USC highlight tape. Yeah. And it's just yeah, he's got he's got some of like the most iconic plays like that when that reversal. I think they're playing like Fresno State. He had that reversal field like across the entire field and scored. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another guy like your uh, Ed Reed, like he brought like the swagger back to USC. Yep. Yeah, he was awesome. All right, my number one, a little bit uh, a little bit of a lesser known uh, college football player. He he, he had a shorter career. Um, he was a kicker actually, Nick Visco. For Temple. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, it's actually Colt Brennan. For those of you who don't know, Colt Brennan, he was a quarterback who played for Hawaii in the WAC. And back in the day, I remember when I was first getting into college football, this guy in, the, in like the video game, he like I would go through the rosters and for some reason like Hawaii sucked, but they had like a, a 90 overall QB. And I was like, who is this dude? He wore like the puka shell necklace. He had like the blonde <laughs> highlights. L- listen to some of these stats because they, they, they didn't run the ball. They threw the ball 100 times a game. His sophomore year, his first year starting, 35 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Wow. His junior year, where he actually was a Heisman finalist, he threw for 58 touchdowns in one season, in 14 games. 
58 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, and he ran for five more. So he was just, like, so electric. I thought he was going to be, like, such a good pro, fizzled out. But as far as college football goes, like, he's, he's like, the epitome to me of college football where, like, they would run spread offense, stuff that would never work in the NFL, but it was fun as hell. They would just go five wide, and he just let him air it out. He, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he got drafted to the Skins, I think. Yeah, right? he played, like yeah. Late, late round, and just kind of never really. Got I think in. he like started like one game. I, I like he. he I, that's such a throwback name because, like you said, with like like back in the day, like I used to be so obsessed with NCAA football games. Oh my god! Which uh, hopefully they're breaking, breaking news. Back. Breaking news. Yep. yep. Hopefully they're going to be brought back soon. I would literally take um, like a week off from work. <laughs> There's so much fun, and like that's I would just like be so obsessed with like watching guys like on Saturdays and just seeing guys that would just put up like crazy stats like that, like the Colt Brennans that would just like I mean 58 touchdowns like you knew you knew him as you knew him as QB 15 from the video game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So uh, all right, all right, there's his number. Let's match it up and go go play with that team and make sure I get that guy in there. So cool. One thing, uh, my list and your list. I'm trying to think. Ed Reed, right? Ed Reed was the only good pro. I mean, like, decent. Like, the only one who lived up to the hype in the pros, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. In terms of, like, I mean, you know, Mariota has been a starter. Yeah, since, but second I mean, round up pick. up until now. Is our second overall pick? I would consider him a bust. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the fact that he's, that he's benched now for Tannehill, I mean, I, I guess you got to say bust. But, I mean, it looked good for him. Obviously, he he probably had the best outlook in terms of these guys, but and just that's just disappointing to and see. Don't forget, could, Tim Tebow did win a playoff game. Yeah, that, that Broncos Steelers game that passed. Was that Demaryius Thomas? Yep, that first play of overtime, yeah. I, I, and yeah, and then he got killed by the Patriots. But uh, yeah, so college. I know, yeah, like, I know we're not the biggest group of uh, college football fans on this list, but let us know what you think, guys. If uh, any glaring mistakes, or obviously people are going to think Tyler Matakevich is stupid. But anyone, anyone we think you left off, we left off. Uh, let us know. I always love hearing the feedback. All right, Cole, good list. All right, so I always do a segment I, I don't tell you about. All right, now the creative juices aren't always flowing. It's this one's not creative, but it's more just fucking figure it out. All right. <laughs> okay. So it's just famous Coles. I'm going to give you one like quick description. And you have to tell me which famous Cole it is. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah, ready. Because your name's Cole. Do you get you got it? Yeah, I think I'm picking it up. Okay. As long as I just want to be clear. All right. World Series MVP. Hmm. Cole Hamels? Correct. Correct. One for one. Goes by the nickname Beastly. Beastly. Cole Beasley? Correct. Given to him by uh <laughs> Big F and I uh, and me and Big F's autocorrect, I believe. I have to. I forget. All right, had a six-yard <laughs> touchdown reception this past Sunday. This past Sunday, six-yard. Cole. Dead um, air. Drawing a blank, man. Dead air. I, I don't know any other receivers in the NFL right now besides Cole. Maybe it, doesn't, first maybe it doesn't have to be first name. Okay, Keelan Cole? Correct. Three for three. All right, <laughs> All right this, this one went platinum without any features. J. Cole. Damn. Four for four. All right. This one eats a lot of pizza and is always looking for his friend Robert. 
Um, eat a lot of pizza. And tons of pizza. He'll eat tons of pizza and pasta, and he's always looking for his friend, Robert. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words on this one. Where's Bob? <laughs> I didn't think he fit in this criteria. Cole Damiani. Cole Damiani. He's like the most famous Cole of all. All right, so your first one wrong. All right, next. Oh, my God. He runs in hotel lobbies even though he is specifically asked not to. He runs in hotel lobbies even though he is specifically asked not to. Um, is this shit, like, what kind of person is this? Can I get, can I get a clue? He's an actor. He's the, it's the actor's name. Um, people are screaming right now, like, Cole, how stupid are you? Dude, I I can't, I can't get this one either. Cole Sprouse. Do you know who oh that is? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. The, what was it? The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Correct. All right. Another one wrong. We got two Damn. more. First one. This one, this one is a duo. All right? Because they're cousins. They're actually related in real life. One has 90 career NFL sacks, and one is an NBA champion. Hmm. Hmm. Wait, what do you mean it's a duo? Because they're cousins in real life. One played in the uh, NFL, one played in the NBA. Uh, Norris Cole is correct. That is the NBA champion and 90 sacks. Uh, are you typing? Are you looking shit up? Nah. Yeah, you are. Now I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking for Norris Cole. Scumbag. No, you probably just searched Norris Cole cousin. Nah. I was, goes, I was looking to see he Norris goes, Cole because I, I didn't know what he was. He goes, I want to make sure I was thinking the, uh, the right guy. The nickname they, they, they called him according to his Wikipedia page, The Hunter. And he's got crazy eyes, like cool eyes, and he played for the Eagles. Oh, Trent Cole. Trent Cole. Yeah, they're cousins. All right, last one. I did not know that. Last one. See if you can bring this one home. This person actually tried out for the Philadelphia Eagles and made it pretty far, almost made it, until they shattered their foot when they went to punt. Shattered their foot when they went to punt. Yeah, so they tried out for the Eagles, invincible style. Made it pretty far. Made it farther than her, her brother and her her brother's friend. Mm. But when she she punted to show off and shattered her glass foot, she got giant feet that lets her punt the ball really far. <laughs> Dude, I have no clue. This is it's Cole Armstrong, played by D Reynolds, played by Caitlin Olson, and the gang gets invincible. Oh my god! Yeah, there's not many coals out there. Well, good job. You went. Uh, let's see. You got <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, five right out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, five for eight. Not too bad. I'll take that. That's what uh, your record's going to end up this season. So, pretty tame. Damn. All right, so we'll look ahead real quick uh, before we go next week. A lot of big time matchups. A lot of very big matchups. I mean, obviously we're getting down to it where every matchup matters. Obviously, besides Big F and Yoon. But Paulie versus Caitlin is big. Is is Paulie for real? Is he really going to make this push to try to get a, a buy in the first round? We'll see. Fifty Tyson versus Channel Four News. Which team is going to get back on track? Which team is going to be buried? Rice Aroni versus Suns. They could flop. They could swap positions here. 
One could, I could knock Nikki right out of the playoffs. And then Chugs and Pennsylvania, Cole, you're trying everything you can to stay up in that, uh, that, that first half of the, uh, that first half of the standings. Let's see if you can pull it out. You need a new kicker. I'm trying. Yeah, I know. Like Nugent. Noonan. All right. So yeah, obviously every week's important, but make sure you're checking the waiver wires, people, to uh, fill in those bye week fillings. Good luck to everybody. Real quick before we go, Survivor. I'm still in it. I am still kicking. Final eight. I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks at home against the traveling Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like that's a lot. I, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, Colt. Now, uh, usually this is where I ask the, the guests to pick a, uh, a guest, but there's only one person left. So what I'm going to request is you invite the next person on. You know who it is, but you have to do it in an accent of your choice. <laughs> Nikki, always be on the guest, yes. <laughs> that, was, that was perfect. All right, Nikki, I'll see you next week. Cole, Mr. Kamish, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Uh, great job running the league. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. See you. See you. This is my country of Kazakhstan. It's nice. Mahabas, ping pong, disco dance, and sundays. This is my house, entry place. This is where I live. My bed. This is a VCR recorded, and these play cassettes. Now I show you outside from my houses. This is Natalia. She is my sister. She is number four prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. 